شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان. السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته. Can you hear me? الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه والتابعين لهم باحسان الى يوم الدين اما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى سيد ودخل معه السجن فتيان قال احدهما اني اراني اعصر خمرا وقال الآخر إني أراني أحمل فوق رأسي قبزا تأكل الطير منه نبئنا بتأويله إنا نراك من المحسنين قال لا يأتيكما طعم ترزقاني إلا نبتكما بتأويله قبل أن يأتيكما ذلكما مما علمني ربي إني تركت ملة قوم لا يؤمنون بالله وهم بالآخرة هم كافرون واتبعت ملة آبائي إبراهيم وإسحاق ويعقوب ما كان لنا أن نشرك بالله من شيء ذلك من فضل الله علينا وعلى الناس ولكن أكثر الناس لا يشكرون يا صاحبي السجن أرباب متفرقون خير أم الله الواحد القهار ما تعبدون من دونه إلا أسماء سميتموها سميتموها أنتم وآباؤكم ما أنزل الله بها من سلطان إن الحكم إلا لله أمر أن لا تعبدوا إلا إياه ذلك الدين القيم ولكن أكثر الناس لا يعلمون يا صاحبي السجن أما أحدكما فيسقي ربه خمرا وأما الآخر فيصلب فتأكل الطير من رأسه قضي الأمر الذي فيه تستفتيان وقال للذي ظن أنه ناج منه مذكرني عند ربك فأنساه فأنساه الشيطان ذكر ربه فلبت في السجن بالضع سنين سورة يوسف Brothers and sisters We spoke about Nabi Allah Yusuf finally being uh, sentenced uh, and the uh, Aziz saying that Yusuf السلام, must be uh, sentenced and imprisoned. Uh, and he did this as a scapegoat, okay, uh, for, his, um, for his wife's honor, okay. So if Yusuf السلام, gets imprisoned, it will turn the spotlight uh, from his wife and uh, criminalize Nabi Allah Yusuf and make him seem like the individual who is uh, causing the, uh, the, uh, the trials and the turbulence. So Allah Taala here he says, now Allah is telling us the uh, prison life for Nabi Allah Yusuf his prison life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَدَخَلَ مَعَهُ أَسِّجْنَ فَتَيَانِ Nabi Allah Yusuf alayhi salam, two fatayan went into prison with him. Yani, what this means is that fatayan are two shabani, two youths. Okay? And some of scholars mentioned that these two individuals were actually uh, they were slaves owned by the king of Egypt, not the Aziz, the Malik of Egypt. They were his, uh, they were his slaves. 
both of them. And uh, one of them, he was the one who used to pour uh, yani water and juice and wine for the king. And the other one was the Khabaz. He was the baker who would bake uh, bread and serve the uh, king bread. So both of them, uh, he started to doubt their integrity and news reached him that they were both trying to poison him, the king. And so they ended up being imprisoned and going to prison, okay? And so they went into prison with Nabila Yusuf alayhi, alayhi salam. So Allah wa ta'ala, he says, وَدَخَلَ مَعَهُ السِّجْنَ فَتَيَانِ Two youths um, went into prison with him. One of them is Sahibu Suqya al-Malik, the one who used to, as I mentioned, who used to pour uh, juice for the king. This is the king, brothers and sisters. It's not the Aziz. It's the guy, the higher guy, the one who's in charge of the entire uh, um, in the entirety of Egypt, the king of the whole entire Egypt. Okay, it's not the Ministry of Justice here or the Ministry of Finance. So the, the he was his suqya, and the other one what it was was his khabaz, his baker. Both of them were imprisoned because of uh, allegations that were put out regarding them that they wanted to kill the uh, king. Okay, so these two individuals. They were in prison with Nabila Yusuf and they were amazed with him. His, his, his integrity, his, uh, his righteousness, and how noble Nabila Yusuf salam, uh, is. They were taken back uh, by it. So the first one, which was the Saqil Malik, who was the distiller of the, uh, the king, the king's distiller, uh, he asked Nabila Yusuf, the interpretation of the dream, and the second one, who was the Khabaz, the baker of the king, also uh, asked Nabila Yusuf the interpretation of a dream. So the first one he said, um, uh, and the here is Saqil Malik, the uh, king's distiller. He said, In the Arani, I see in a dream. that I am uh, seeing in my dream that I am actually doing uh, khamar, okay? What I see in my dream is that I'm actually doing khamar. The word a'siru khamra, here he's talking about a'siru inaban. He's, in other words, I'm making it from grapes. The khamar, he's making it from grapes. And the asal of khamar is to come from grapes originally. Asal is that it comes from grapes. It could also be made from other things, but the asal is grapes. The Arabs sometimes refer to the alcohol itself as a, just grapes. They wouldn't refer to it as khamar, but they would refer to it as inab. Okay? They would refer to it. So that's the first one. The khabaz, the baker, the king's baker, he uh, said, inni ara, inni arani fil manami, uh, uh, inni arani, I see, yani fil manami, in the, I see in a dream, ahmilu fawqa ra'si khubzan ta'kulu tayiru min. What I see is, in my dream, is um, bread placed on my head and the birds are eating from it. Nabi'na bi ta'wilihi. Okay, tell us the uh, interpretation of this dream. Tell us the meaning of what we're seeing. What is it that we are seeing in our dreams? So Nabi'na, this pronoun is referring to both of their dreams. Okay. Uh, and then they say why they believe that Yusuf السلام, should respond or give them, uh, or, or why they even came to him for the dream. They said, We see you from the righteous slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's fascinating because uh, 
generally speaking, a person who's in prison would be seen as a criminal by all other criminals, right? And here they say, We see you from the righteous people, which is that this is a very powerful point. A place that a person's at doesn't necessarily make them who they are. Okay? Doesn't make a person who they who they are. Your surroundings shouldn't really make you who you are. Okay? And shouldn't define you as a person. Does that make sense, brothers and sisters? Yeah? So Nabi La Yusuf salam then said to them, he said to them, قَالَ لَا يَأْتِيكُمَا طَعَامٌ تُرْزَقَانِهِ إِلَّا نَبَّأْتُكُمَا بِتَأْوِيلِهِ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَأْتِيَكُمَا ذَلِكُمَا مِنْ مَعَلَّمَنِ رَبِّي إِنِّي تَرَكْتُ مِنْ لَتَقَوْمٍ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَهُمْ بِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ كَافِرُونَ Nabi La Yusuf, he said to the both of them, قَالَ لَا يَأْتِيكُمَا طَعَامٌ تُرْزَقَانِهِ He said to both of them, no food will come to you as your provision, okay? Except that I will inform you of its interpretation. In other words, Nabila Yusuf is saying to them, no food should come to you guys, except that I can say to you guys, this food is this and this and this. And you will find it to be the case. Before it even comes to you, before it even reaches you, I can tell you it. Okay? And this he says, he said, this is what my Lord has taught me. The interpretation of this dream and all of this, my Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who taught me this interpretation of the dream. He has given me the knowledge of all of this. And then Nabi Yusuf starts to preach. He says, I have left. I have left behind. I have left behind. I have left the religion of a people. Okay. I have left inni taraktu millata qawmin. I left the religion of a people. La yu'minuna billahi who don't believe in Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Wa hum bil akhirati hum kafirun. And they are disbelievers of the hereafter. In other words, I have abandoned and I have left um a religion of a group of people. I've left the religion of a group of people, okay, who don't believe in Allah. I've abandoned them. I've left them. Uh, I've left them. We are not ones to dis worship anybody other than Allah. I've left my people for this. I've opposed them on this. I don't believe what they believe. Also, these people, my people, they are disbelievers of the day of judgment. They don't believe in the, the day of judgment. So, okay, what religion are you on then? The religion I'm on, he said, is I have followed the religion of my fathers. Uh, I have followed the religion of my father, Ibrahim, and Ishaq and Yaqub. Here, there's another benefit that we take from it is that you can refer to your granddad. You could refer to your granddad as your what? Uh, as your father. Or your great-granddad as your father. And anyone who comes from there, you can refer to them as your father. Your granddad, you can refer to your father as your father. Your great-granddad, your great-granddad, as far as it goes. It doesn't matter. They're all your father. Okay? I have followed the father of my, father, my forefathers. Okay? I'm here to be specific. He said, the, the religion of my fathers. He made it plural. Okay. He said it is not, and it never could uh, be. And never could we attribute any partners whatsoever to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, this is from the grace of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala to us, to mankind. But the truth of the matter is But the truth of the matter is That the overwhelming majority of people do not know But most of men and women They don't know 
Here he's saying, I have followed the religion of what? Nabi Yusuf salam, they didn't ask him to preach to them yet. They just asked him the interpretation of a dream. But Nabi Yusuf salam, what he did was, is that before he mentions uh, Nabi Yusuf, uh, sorry, the overwhelming majority of the people, uh, they do not uh, show gratitude to the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jazakallah khairan. So here, pay attention. Nabiullah Yusuf, before he interpreted the dream for them, they asked for a dream to be interpreted for them. Nabiullah Yusuf, he interpreted the dream for them. But first, what he did is he preached to them about the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the reason why he did that is because this is when they would listen more. They're willing to listen. Okay, but if he gave them the interpretation of the dream and he then preached to them, they will not listen. And this is again wisdom in da'wah. When you're giving da'wah, it's wisdom to uh, preach when you know you're most listened to. Okay, there's no point preaching to a person who you know is preoccupied with something else and won't listen to you. What I have followed, here he means what the religion of my fathers, my fathers, Ibrahim. And it's Haq and Yaqub. And his father's name is, is Yaqub. Okay, Nabila used his father's Yaqub, right? And his granddad is Ishaq. And his great granddad is who? Ibrahim alayhi salam. So Ibrahim is a is the uh, is a prophet. Ishaq is also a prophet. Yaqub is a prophet, and Yusuf is a prophet. All four of them are prophets, one after the other. Okay. Um well, that's why the Prophet said in the Hadith of Bukhari in Muslim, in the Hadith of Abi Hurairah, Yusuf ibn Yaqub ibn Ishaq ibn Ibrahim, Nabiullah ibn, ibn Nabiullah ibn Khalilullah, he said. Yusuf is a prophet of Allah. His father Yaqub is a prophet of Allah. His granddad Ishaq is also a prophet of Allah, who is the son of who? Khalilullah Ibrahim. Okay. Well, Ibrahim's two sons, Ismail and Ishaq, both of them are prophets. Both of them were prophets. It is not for us. It means, and never could we. And nushrika billahi to associate partners with Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. The here, the ma in there is, is nafiya, is negation. And the an here, and the fi'l after it is ta'wilu masdarin fi mahalli raf'i ismi kana mu'akhar. Which is ma kana ja'izan lana. It is not permissible for us. It could not come from us. To associate partners with Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. It is not right. It's not morally right. It's incorrect. Okay? To associate partners with who? With Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Min shay'in. Min shay'in here. The min here is uh, tawkid. Uh, it's best not to call it za'idah. And it means that it is not allowed for us to associate partners with Allah. Min shay'in. Ayyu shay'in min ash-shirki. لا أكبر ولا أصغر ولا شركا خفيا ولا وما كان جائز يعني no شرك whatsoever whether it's small whether it's little whether it's big whether it's hidden whether it's private whether it's public it doesn't matter we are not ones and we could never attribute to Allah تبارك وتعالى any partners ذلك this okay ذلك this which has been mentioned okay is from the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ذَلِكَ مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ عَلَيْنَا It is the grace of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala upon us and how is it Allah tabarak wa ta'ala grace how did Allah tabarak wa ta'ala is grace uh, was it placed upon Nabila Yusuf is the fact that he was a prophet and his father was a prophet and his granddad was a prophet and his great granddad was who none other than Khalilullah Khalilullah Ibrahim alayhi salam so that's a fadl of Allah on us. And also all of the people. How is it a virtue on all of the people that Allah has sent a messenger and a prophet to them? And that Allah guided them to Tawheed and Ikhlas al-Ibadah. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through that prophet is instructing them their path to Jannah. And through that prophet Allah ta'ala is teaching them what they should stay away, away from. Okay? So that's a virtue from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah wa ta'ala he said, and then Allah Taala He said, "Ya Sahibi Sijni, 
Nabila Yusuf now is now is now going to go into the interpretation of the dream after he called him to Tawheed. He said, Ya Sahibi Ya Sahibi here means my friends in prison. My friend in prison. Okay. Ya Sahibi Warafiki Fisijini. My friend, my uh, associates in prison. He referred to them both as suhba. Okay, and suhba, sahib is a friend, right? And friend, what does it necessitate? It necessitates love. It also necessitates what? Like loyalty and etc. Um, and sometimes brothers and sisters, friendship can actually take the place of what? A family member, okay? And it sometimes can even be more stronger than a family member, right? Sometimes we might even have a friend who we love and we 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 appreciate more than even some of our family members, right? Um, so that's why Nabila Yusuf alayhi salam here, he said, Ya sahibai sijini, my two friends in prison. In, in, Arabic, in the Arabic language, it would have normally been Ya sahibai ni, ni the known. Like in Hudhifat, the known was removed. So it's Ya sahibai sijini, my two friends in prison. Arbabun mutafarriquna. He's, uh, this is called istifhamu lit-taqriri. Um, yani Yusuf السلام, he wants to place right now, this minute, a foundation in, in nullifying their, in, their Which one is better? That Allah who is Al-Wahid is one. He's one in his worship, the worship that should be given to him. He's one in his names and attributes. He's also one in his actions, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in creating and sustaining and providing. And he is also Al-Qahar. He is what? He is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is Al-Qahar. Yani Al-Ghalibu alladhi la yughalab. He is the one who overcomes everything and no one can overcome him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Yusuf is talking to them about Tawheed still. Then he says to them, مَا تَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِهِ Nabila Yusuf says to them, مَا تَعْبُدُونَ what you worship. Okay? مِن دُونِهِ What you worship besides him are none other than إِلَّا أَسْمَاءً names. Samaytumuha in which you guys have given it. What you're worshipping are just mere names which you've given it. Okay, you guys just gave these names. Asma'an Samaytumuha which you've given it. Antum wa you and your your fathers, your your forefathers. You're not worshipping besides Allah wa Ta'ala except things that you have what? You have referred to them as your gods and you give them what you give them, worship and obedience. And there hasn't come down from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala min sultanin from Allah tabarak wa ta'ala any proof, any evidences, any authority hasn't come from Allah tabarak wa ta'ala which permits the worship of these idols. For which Allah has not sent down subhanahu wa ta'ala any authority or proof or evidence. He hasn't. That affirms that these things are allowed to be worshipped subhanahu wa ta'ala. In il hukmu, verily, rulership. In il hukmu here it means mal hukmu illa lillah. Governorship and rulership is only for Allah Taala alone. He's the one who commands. He's the one who prohibits. He's the one who permits. Who He's the one who bans. He is the legislator, subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
whether it be the universal legislations and whether it be the legislative legislations, he's the one who gives it subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the legislator. He's the one who gives the hukum. A parliament cannot do that. In democracy today, they divide the, the power in three. There's the executive power. There is the legislative power. And there is the uh, judiciary power. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who does all of that. The hukum is only for him subhanahu wa ta'ala. He does that. Amara Allah ta'budu illa iya. And he is the one who commanded. Bi Allah ta'budu illa iya. That no one is worshipped except him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thalika that. That which Allah has commanded subhanahu wa ta'ala in the verse. Which is that he worshipped, he's worshipped alone and not associated partners. And that he is the one who judges. Subhanahu wa ta'ala thalika deenul qayyimu. That is the just religion. That is the upright religion. There's no deviation or astray in it. It is the religion that will reach you to the happiness of this world and the happiness of the hereafter. It is the religion that will take you to paradise and save you from the hellfire. And that's why Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, he said in Surah Al-An'am, وَأَنَّ هَذَا صِرَاطِي مُسْتَقِيمًا فَاتَّبِعُوهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا السُّبُلَ فَتَفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ that is the straight path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Follow it. Don't follow other paths. Sanctioned by deviated people. Sanctioned by human beings. They legislate and they allow and they permit. They ban and they allow. No. Follow Allah ta'ala sanctioned. And that which Allah ta'ala is permitted and allowed. And that which he's prohibited, stay away from it. Follow that. When you follow those paths that have deviated from the straight path, it will divert you from that straight path and take you to destruction, torment, turbulence, hardship and pain and suffering. Verily, most of men and women, they don't know. What is it they do, that they don't know? They don't know the reality of matters. All they know is the apparent things of this earth. Okay? And they are heedless of the hereafter. What are they? They are heedless of the hereafter. They know they know the apparent affairs of this world but they are heedless of the hereafter so those people that you see legislating or making rules and regulations all that they know is that which is apparent from the world they don't know the reality of how things should be their legislations are deficient every year they need to change it new constitutions and laws have to be passed okay then Nabila Yusuf, he goes into the dream. He says, Ya Sahiba, Yisijini, my friend in prison. As for one of you, Fayasqi Rabbahu Khamra. Ya Sahiba, Yisijini, Ya Sahibi, Fisijini, my friend in prison. Here he's referring to which one? The king's distiller. He's saying to him, First of all, as a side benefit, Nabila Yusuf, he said, Amma ahaduku, amma ahadukuma. He said, as for one of you, Yusuf السلام, didn't mention who it was. He didn't say you, or he didn't say his name. Because one would be sad, or يعني, feel a certain way why he's one was given. So he said, amma ahadukuma. As for one of you, he just gave it general. He didn't mention who it was. Okay, but we know it. But for them, when he was telling them, because of what the dream entails, and what the dream will become and unfold to be. Nabila Yusuf didn't specify the individual uh, because uh, one of them will be executed. Okay. And so it will worry uh, the particular person. So he was leaving some sense of hope 
He said, Amma ahadukum as for one of you. Ha. As for one of you. And the other one he said, Wa amma al-akharu. And the second one, he didn't say this name, both of them. He kept it. Uh, uh, he said, As for one of you, he's going to go out of prison. Okay? And he's going to be as he was before, the king's distiller. Okay? Uh, and he will go back to what he was, was, what he was doing. As for the uh, second one, um, he said, uh, and we know the second one is the one who was who had the uh, the uh, bread on his head which the bird was eating it from him he's saying that you will be uh, crucified okay what will happen to you is you'll be uh, crucified okay and uh, whilst you're still pegged on the uh, wooden uh, crucifixion, uh, crucify, uh, crucify the wood that you'll be crucified on, um, the bird will start eating from your head uh, and your flesh. Okay? And then he said to them, He means the matter has been, it has been judged, the verdict has been given. In that which you both are inquiring about, um, and that's what Nabiullah Yusuf said. Then Nabiullah Yusuf, Allah mentions, He said, Nabiullah Yusuf said to the one he he believed. These are the times in the Quran when the word "dhan" is used as yaqeen, certainty. وَقَالَ He said to لِلَّذِي يعني وَقَالَ يُوسف عليه السلام لِلَّذِي ذَنَّ يعني تَيَقَّنَ The one he was sure about. He said to him أَنَّهُ نَاجِمْ مِنْهُمَا The one who he believed was going to be safe from the death. He privately said to him Nabila Yusuf after the verdict. He said to him After you leave prison أُذْكُرْنِي Mention my story and the oppression that was done to me to the king. By the way, now the king is higher than the, what? The Ministry of Finance. He's higher the Ministry of Finance. The Ministry of Finance is lower. The king is the highest one. So just mention my story. When you go to the king, just mention my story. Uh, for what reason? Maybe his heart might become soft for my situation and he might take me out of prison. Which is another thing that, brothers and sisters, we learn from here is that Allah is teaching us the concept of taking the, your, 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 the means. Taking the what means. Yeah, tying your camel and then relying on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not leaving your camel يعني, freely and not tying it and then relying on Allah goes against the core concept of Islam and it goes against what tawakkul is. Does that make sense, brothers and sisters? Islam is not a religion that says you know, relax and everything will come to you. No, you have to take the first step. You need to exert the effort, the hard work. And we find that in many places in the Quran, we find that. If you look at the story of Maryam alayhi salam, when uh, that moment of birth, which is an extremely hard moment for a, a woman, when she was given birth, Allah Taala could have provided everything for her. Okay? But Allah Taala instructed her. He said to her, "Wahuzi ilayki bijidin nakhla to saqat alayki rutuban janiya." And another qira'ah is to saqat alayki rutuban janiya. Yani shake that tree, so those yani fruits will descend onto you. The fruits will descend onto you. And so that's what she did. It wasn't just given to her. She, she's given birth. This is a time. Uh, she's giving birth uh, and she's struggling. And this is one of the hardest times a woman goes through in her life. And then another example that we find in the Quran is the story of uh, Nabilah Ayyub. When he asked Allah, Oh Allah, pain has touched me and suffering and I'm feeling it. 
oh Allah, remove it from me. He was asking Allah wa ta'ala. And then Allah instructed him, you see, uh, how to get it all done. It wasn't just, the cure wasn't just given to him like that, but he had to exert some efforts, which is, uh, hit your leg or both your legs against the uh, earth and from there water will gush and then what happened was he took it was commanded to take that water he was instructed to take that water and drink it and that water was the medication for him so it cleansed him inside and then he drank it and then he showered with it as well and that became a form of a purification and a, a, and a detox externally and internally okay so in islam this is very important brothers and sisters the concept of repentance and how it works repentance means taking the repentance is after sorry not repentance reliance reliance is after taking the means after coming with the means so nabila yusuf here he's a, a prophet of allah he's spoken about tawheed and etc and now he says to the uh the uh, the king's distiller he goes go to the king and just just inform him about my story just tell him what you what you are uh, who i am and what happened to me and what took place so allah mentions the pronoun here for ansahu this pronoun it goes back to the al-fatan naji the 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 young one the one of the two individuals who the interpretation of the dream was done the one who is saved, okay, he forgot. Shaytan forgot for, for uh, forgotten him, okay. What was a reason for him to forget uh, to mention Nabila Yusuf to the uh, the uh, king, okay? Um, and this again is from the plots and the plans of Shaytan. He wanted Nabila Yusuf to remain in prison. And look how Allah Taala mentions it here. He says, "Fa'ansahu Shaytan." Shaytan was the cause. Shaytan was the reason uh, why. Uh, he, he had forgotten okay shaytan made him forget and so what happened was falabitha fi sijni bid'a sinin nabila yusuf alayhi salam he remained yani falabitha here it means he remained famakatha yusuf nabila yusuf he remained in the prison Bid'a Sinin. Bid'a it actually means in the Arabic language ma between three to nine. And other scholars have mentioned other views. So Nabila Yusuf, he remained in prison for what? He remained, according to this, he remained for seven years. Some of the benefits that we take, inshallah ta'ala, from this, from this, from today's class. Is number one Yusuf when he entered prison, he was placed in prison with two individuals. He wasn't put in uh what's it called? Confine solid is it called solitary confinement? He wasn't put in there. Yeah, and Yusuf was put in prison with with other people, so he was interacting with other people. Uh, so that's the first one. Number two is uh the dream that these two individuals saw and how they came to nabila yusuf and they asked him for the interpret the interpretation of the dream was all based on his righteousness and this teaches us that the people are shuhadaullahi fil ard the people are the witness of allah on this earth the people can testify to your to what type of person you are and who because they can see you, right? So Nabila Yusuf, he said, Inna, uh, they said to Nabila Yusuf, Inna naraka min al um, the, the fourth benefit that we take here, inshallah ta'ala, sorry, the third benefit, sorry, we take here, inshallah ta'ala, is dreams and their interpretation has a foundation in our religion. And our religion does believe in the concept of dreams and the reality of dreams. And that is, it's not just a hocus-pocus story. Okay? But a good dream, brothers and sisters, has three conditions. A good dream, to call this 
uh, to call it a good dream okay a dream that's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we mentioned that the, the dreams are from one of three they're either from Allah or they're from shaitan or the dream is from your own yani, wishes sometimes you dream, dream about what you wish that you love someone or something and you keep thinking about it so it's hadith on nafs your nafs is talking to you okay or you slept and you were very thirsty and so when you went to sleep all you can see is waterfall okay and that's what all you could see this is hadith al nafs the body so the dreams come from one of those three the one that comes from allah ta'ala is called the saliha a good dream from allah ta'ala is the one that fulfills three criteria the first one is that dream will not be in opposition it won't be in opposition to the sharia the good dream the first criteria that it meets is it will not be in opposition okay it will not be in con uh con contradictory to the sharia and if it is contradictory to the legislations of the sharia then we automatically know by default that that is a ruya from who minash shaytani Okay, does that make sense? The second one is the person remembers the dream. The person remembers the dream and he is precise for him. It's very clear, the dream. It's very, and he can remember small details of that dream. Okay, and the dream is, he has it with precision he has it with precision okay if you forget the dream when you wake up then that it doesn't mean it's from it, that dream is not from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay and it's not a dream that is salih it could either be from shaitan or it could just be in hadith in nafs it could just be the whispers of your nafs the third condition is that it needs is sadness doesn't come to the dreams that are from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there's no sadness in it okay okay and any harm to the body okay if there's sadness and there's harm uh, of the body in there then that dream is from shaitan the person who wants to interpret dreams brothers and sisters there are conditions that they need to meet okay the first one is that the person has to know the language of the person who in which is telling the dream that he has to know the language of that person very well okay brothers and sisters he has to know the language of that person very very well okay also that person should be good and strong in the understanding of the quran and the sunnah and the meanings in the quran and the sunnah also this person has to have farasa insight yeah, for us, brothers and sisters, it's a person has yani, good instincts, good gut feeling. Okay. And also, what we also have to remember sometimes, brothers and sisters, is that the person who meets those criteria doesn't always mean that everything that they say in the dream, the interpretation that they give regarding your dream is always a hundred percent right. Because we all know the story of Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala uh, anhu when the Prophet said to him after Abu Bakr he tried to interpret a dream the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said to him Asabta ba'dan wa ba'dan. the Prophet said to Abu Bakr you got some right and you got some wrong so it could happen that the person meets those criteria by the way Abu Bakr asked to interpret the dream before the Prophet did it the Prophet was sitting a man came and told the Prophet a dream he wanted the Prophet's interpretation of it. Abu Bakr said, Ya Rasulullah, can I try? Can I have a crack with this? Can I can I try it? And the Prophet وسلم, he allowed him. And Abu Bakr عنه, after he finished, the Prophet said to him, Some of it you got it right. And some of it you got it wrong. Okay. So a, 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 an interpretation of a dream, brothers and sisters, okay. It's not like a 
It's not theoretical principles. Okay? Every single dream has its interpretation. Okay? The person who's interpreting the dream now, they shouldn't say, Wallahi, this is the interpretation of your dream. They shouldn't say that. They should just put their belief of what they think it is and leave it there so that the people don't think that you know the unseen. Okay? You, you know the, the unseen. Also, a person shouldn't preoccupy the whole entire time in interpreting dreams for people. Okay? It was narrated that uh, Imam Ahmed, uh, uh, he rejected and even admonished uh, Muhammad ibn Sirin and he critiqued him for what? For uh, busying himself with sitting and interpreting people's dreams. And now we know Muhammad ibn Sirin is a great Imam. Okay? And Ahmed rahimahullah didn't like this, such يعني, such a thing. He didn't like it. يعني, he was he was displeased with this is Muhammad ibn Sirin who's God fearing and a taqi uh, what we know from a righteous man. So what about those people who uh, are corrupt individuals uh, who have you know evil motives? When you tell them your dreams. Those people will automatically know some private things about your life and even may manipulate the situation. They might manipulate the situation and they might even use that to cause you problems and, uh, and etc. Okay? Might bring conflict between you and your family. Might even place doubts in your religion, in your heart towards the deen. And uh, there's many problems that have come from people like that who have entered this field and who've utilized the community and benefited from them. Also, brothers and sisters, what we learn from the dream is how Nabila Yusuf alayhi salam, his mannerism, which is the fourth benefit. Yusuf's mannerism and his akhlaq and his outwardly, how he was outwardly righteous and internally Allah praised him for it, subhanahu wa ta'ala, by them saying, Inna naraka min al muhsinin. Um, also, what we learn is that how Allah Taala He teaches the prophets some of the knowledge of the unseen, some of it. As Allah mentioned, that Allah might allow a prophet to know a certain matter or two, or even a portion of some issues related to the unseen. Like in unrestrictedly, no. Allah is the only one who knows the unseen unrestrictedly. Also, brothers and sisters, what we learn from here is that a person can praise himself. Okay? If that praise is really what you are, when the need is there, when there's a maslaha, when there's a benefit for you to do so. For example, if you need to give reassurance to someone, about a matter, you're allowed to mention your credentials. Okay? If the need calls to it. Okay? Don't just flaunt your credentials and your knowledge and your this and, your, and praise yourself. But if the need is there, you're allowed to. Yusuf does it quite a few times in the surah as we're going to see. From them is here. When he said, and when he tells them that there's no food, there's no provision that it will be given to you, except that I will be able to tell you guys about it. Yeah, so you can. Us, some of us would say, ah, oh, flexing, he's flexing. But so if there's a maslaha in it, it's a maslaha. If there's a maslaha, it's allowed. Okay, brothers and sisters. If there's a maslaha, there is. And alhamdulillah, we already do that when we... When we
Oh, sorry, my uh, it, 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 it cut off. So if a muslah is there, if a muslah is there, you're allowed to praise yourself. Like we, some of us already do when it comes to applying for a job and um, what we write in our curriculum vitae, what we write in our, uh, our resumes, uh, speaking about ourselves highly and praising ourselves is permissible uh, also um the acknowledging that all of what all of that which you have in your life is being given to you by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yusuf he said all of this which i have allah has taught me it subhanahu wa ta'ala it's not from me it's not from myself also the benefit that we take brothers and sisters is um, the granddad can be called father Okay. Also, brothers and sisters, what we learn here as well from this story is the prohibition of shirk, whether it's little or whether it's small, and the dangers of it. And that it's obligatory on each and every one of us to strive hard, to exert every effort to be uh, distanced uh, from. Uh, uh, associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, based on the ayah also what we learn is that the majority of the people don't show gratitude and if the people a lot of the people don't show gratitude to Allah by by necessity what we learn is that we shouldn't expect them to show it to us remember that brothers and sisters and if the people are not showing gratitude to their Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a lot of the people who provides, Allah provides for them, subhanahu wa ta'ala, He takes care of them. He nurtures and cultivates them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the people are still showing Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, disobedience. Uh, they are going against Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you would expect, you wouldn't expect much from the people from that perspective. And so then you would know what you do for people should just merely be to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the benefit you get from there. Also what we learn from it, brothers and sisters, is that this, the way that you talk to people when you want to give them da'wah, okay? When Nabi Muhammad was sending the letter to the, uh, the Roman leader, the Prophet referred to him as the Prophet referred to him as what? The Prophet said he gave him a title so if you were today send a letter to the Queen of the UK and you wanted to call her to Islam it would be wisdom to just use her majesty in order to get her attention and to send the message to her like that Maybe Ila Yusufi referred to two men who are not Muslim. In order to 
and it falls under the general verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is idhaba ila fir'auna innahu tagha faqula lahu qawlan layyinan la'allahu yatadakkar aw yakhsha qawlan layyinan in order to give da'wah to them speak to them in a very soft manner lenient manner okay the idea is that people will most likely listen to you if you talk to them like that but if you're despicable in the way that you talk you're vulgar in your speech you're rude in your approach you're most likely not going to affect anybody and you'll be most likely detrimental to the da'wah okay also what we benefit from it inshallah ta'ala is um the difference between idols that are worshipped besides Allah Taala and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala Himself, people are worshipping so many different idols and so many different purposes of why they're worshipping it. Hindus have so many different idols. Yani Christians have this, yani the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Islam like in just one, Allah isn't that not is not easier just to do one. Instead of going through so many, one, it's easier. We learn that the power of just one, okay? Also, brothers and sisters, the benefit that we learn from it is the mas'ala known as al-bidayatu bil-ahammi fal If someone's asking you about a worldly matter and they're suffering in terms of their religion, the first thing you should address them is religious reasons. One of these men is going to die, by the way. As he tells him later, one of them is going to die. But death is just a worldly matter. You're going to die anyways, one way or another. The first death that you should avoid is the death of your heart. Okay? So Nabi Yusuf addresses the most important thing first, which is religion. And that's what we should learn, brothers and sisters. If we have family members who are having problems, we should definitely start if they ask us for help and advice the first thing that we should should advise them first is to stay away from associating partners with allah stay away from disobeying allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be upright upon the religion and etc and that this is where happiness lies also brothers and sisters what we learn is allah ta'ala he has a name called al-qahar and al-qahar comes from the characteristics of al that Allah Taala has strength and power over everything, Subhanahu wa Taala. Also, what we learn, brothers and sisters, is these early peoples, the early nations, that are stated in these verses in the Quran, have one thing in common, which is, and even Kufar Quraysh came with, and many people even till today regurgitate the same thing. They regurgitate that same concept, and that is, and that is. We found our forefathers upon this. And we're going to tread on our, the path of our forefathers. A lot of people are like that. If I turn away from this path that I'm upon, it's most likely, it would, it would mean that I am يعني, disrespecting my father. If I say that this is the right way, and that would mean my father's way was wrong, or my forefathers were wrong, my parents were wrong. That person, what we say to them, they haven't got the foggiest idea of what they're talking about. Are you going to choose? Are you going to choose that which is less in comparison to that which is high? Okay. And what they are doing, brothers and sisters, what they are doing is that they are, they're just shooting in the dark. And shooting in the dark, brothers and sisters, rarely finds its target. You're taking that, 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 that belief that your forefathers are going to help you. But most likely you may not be able to well you will definitely you will not be able to uh 
save yourself the day of judgment and your forefathers won't be able to help you that day okay those are the benefits uh, also what we take from it is that interpreting dreams brothers and sisters falls under fatwa interpreting dreams it falls under fatwa because Nabila Yusuf, what did he say? Okay, تستفتيان. here means fatwa. The fatwa, which you, uh, fatwa is a verdict, right? This is a legal verdict. Okay. Also, brothers and sisters, what we also take from here is the permissibility of referring to someone other than Allah as Rabb. Nabila Yusuf did that quite a lot. A few times. And we've seen it here or there. And etc. Okay. Also, what we take, brothers and sisters, is the dream is interpreted as going to happen. As the Prophet told us in a hadith I mentioned before. That the dream it is uh, it's tied on the leg. Or the foot of a bird, as long as it's not as long as it's not interpreted, the minute it's interpreted, it will fly. Yeah, and it would happen, it will take place. Also, brothers and sisters, you're allowed to ask help other people for help. Okay, you can ask other people for help, it's not haram. Because Nabila Yusuf, what did he say? Go and mention me to the king of Egypt. You're allowed to. And how shaitan, in any way, every, every way, he will try to place obstacles uh, for humans. This is his hate and animosity towards the children of Adam. Is that, He made the man forget. Ended up being the reason Yusuf stayed even longer in prison. Okay. Inshallah ta'ala, tomorrow we're going to carry on from the uh, dream that the king has and how that works for Nabila Yusuf alayhi salam. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect uh, is from me as shaytan and Allah and his messenger are both free from it. Subhanakallah wa bihamdi ashadu wa la ilaha illallah astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayhi. Um, someone asked a question. The term Rabb, can we use it now also? Yeah, you can. You can use it, yeah. Rabbul Bayt, Rabbul Usra, you can use that. Ustad, can you please explain this part of the ayah again? You will not receive food that is provided to you except that I will inform you of it. Interpret, interpretation before it comes to you. And Nabila Yusuf will be able to tell them about the food that's going to come, how it's like, what type of food it is. Right now. Some ask this question. Some people say that part of the wisdom for the imprisoner, for the imprisoner forgetting about Yusuf after requesting him to tell the king about him was that use that Allah was admonishing his prophet to ask Allah him for assistance uh, and not anyone else. Is this a view reported from any of our righteous scholars? I haven't come across it. Naida, I haven't come across that. Uh, no. But again, it's from the Quran, you see it a lot of the times, people asking for help. Uh, no. Even Nabila Muhammad asking for help. You find that a lot from the Sahabas. So it's far from if it was a view out there, you know. My message doesn't praise social, doesn't practice social distance. Should I stop going? Yes, if the message is not practicing social, if the message is not practicing social distancing, it's best to avoid going to it. Okay. Yes, if a message is not practicing social distancing it's a very dangerous environment and once you not go there 
اي نعم ولا تلقوا بايديكم الى التهلكه واحسنوا ان الله يحب المحسنين so go to another masjid see the the obligation of jumu'ah doesn't go because one masjid doesn't fulfill the criteria if that makes sense just because one masjid lacks the, uh, some of the protocols or lacks following particular uh, rules and regulations it doesn't mean that the jumu'ah is fully lifted from you okay so try to go to another masjid where there is the jumu'ah established okay i'm going to let you all go anything which i have said that was wrong incorrect brothers and sisters is from me shaitan and allah and his messenger are both free from it